What's up everyone? Welcome to the first episode of Fit for Life with Anjuli. I am so excited to start this podcast and I have my co-host here, Ross. What's good everyone? Hopefully you're having a great day. Today we are going to be covering who we are, what's our background, how we met, and then a quick five questions that came through my Instagram stories today. Let's get into it. First things first, starting off with a few things about me. My name's Anjuli, I'm from New Zealand, I'm half Thai, half English, I can play violin and piano, and I started my fitness journey about eight years ago. Your turn, Ross. Yeah, so I'm Ross. Um, both parents are Kiwis, I was born, born here in New Zealand. Um, I've been in the fitness industry for about 10 years now, and I grew up loving sports, and I guess that's in a nutshell how I got into fitness into into personal training into coaching around nutrition awesome and what's your background for everyone to know what did you study where'd you go to university yeah so i studied here in new zealand down in dunedin so shout out to anyone who's listening from dunedin uh, i went to university down there and i did a degree in physical education so that is my passion uh, i had two ma- double majors with that uh, one in exercise and sports science and the other in exercise prescription management so i guess in a nutshell you could call me a degree qualified trainer Yes, awesome. And my degree is actually in business management, majoring in accounting. So I studied at Waikato University here in New Zealand, which is actually where Ross and I met. So we met in the gym and I know a lot of people listening to this probably have never heard our story. So I guess we should probably include how we met. So I guess Ross, you want to say a little bit? Yeah, so I was working at the, um, the university gym there and I saw Andrew training and thought she was a bit of all right. So, um, you know, plucked up the courage to finally talk to her after, a, you know, a few few weeks and it sort of just went from there. Yeah. So I also saw Ross in the gym. He was working there and me being as friendly as I am, I have never been nervous to talk to anyone in my life, but I saw him. Something was different. I got so nervous. It took me a whole week before I even said hello to him, but I guess the rest is history. Fast forward coming up to seven years now, we have traveled the world. We've both competed over in Australia, placing in the top three twice each, and we got engaged in 2019 in Hawaii on a hike in Maui. So I guess... The next stage of our journey eventually will be moving on to things such as getting married, getting a house, and all of that fun stuff that mm. comes with being an adult. So I'm sure we'll take you on that journey. But that's kind of just a little bit about us and our backgrounds. Mm. Speaking of uh, backgrounds and, and how we met, I've just got a wee excerpt of the uh, Daily Mail article written recently. So if you guys haven't checked out the Daily Mail article published on Anjuli early in January, feel free to Google that up. Um, but there's just a wee, uh, wee excerpt from it, and it says, It wasn't until Anjuli met her now fiancé in the gym, and the pair started working out and cooking together with the tailored program to suit her body type, that a fitness coach started noticing a change in her weight. Uh, how, how accurate that is that? And, and, um, and would you say that I changed your life? Oh my. <laughs> if you guys could see the smile on my face. Uh, so it's interesting when it comes to articles and things you see online, you have to take some things with a grain of salt in terms of a lot of these articles don't actually interview people. So no one interviewed me before creating that article and sharing it worldwide. But I guess, you know, a part of it is true. Ross has changed my life for the better. I'm very grateful that I met him. However, the little story to that is a bit different. When I met Ross, I was trying all kinds of fad diets. I was in university. 
I would try eating clean, I tried keto, I tried low carbs, high carbs, low protein, high protein, anything and everything you could even imagine, including getting a detox tea one time. So when I met Ross, I didn't have a clear understanding of nutrition. And it was only when we started dating that I started paying more attention to actually learning about nutrition because obviously he is a degree qualified trainer. He taught me a lot about nutrition. I started using the app MyFitnessPal and we both branched more into a flexible dieting lifestyle. Would you agree with that? Yeah, definitely. That sounds accurate. Yes. So we did both go through a phase of kind of, in quote mark, eating clean in which we would meal prep things like chicken, kumara, uh, vegetables, and that's all we would eat for like a certain amount of time. But then come the weekends, we go out for ice creams, we get McDonald's soft serves, we get all kinds of treats and things. And it was only really when we started getting more into flexible dieting that we learned that we really could eat anything and everything that we loved as long as it fit into our calories. And I would say that was a game changer. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Do you want to add to that? No. <laughs> so in terms of how we met and how Ross changed my lifestyle, I think the biggest thing that changed me on my fitness journey was education. I truly believe that knowledge is power and trying fad diets will only get you so far. If anything, it will get you so far to the point in which you are fed up of trying and failing numerous times. And that's where I got to on my journey. It was when Ross decided to compete and really shredded down doing all his own training and nutrition that really inspired me to look into competing. He was the first person I ever knew to actually, you know, follow a structured training and nutrition plan, get amazing results, and then compete and place in the top three, which really kind of was the catalyst, I guess, for me wanting to get into competing and going down that path. And now I've competed four times and one of which was with a clean dieting approach. And then the last three were with a more, if it fits your macros, flexible approach. Both of us follow, if it fits your macros, a process in which we weigh and track our foods on the app MyFitnessPal. And we believe in eating foods that we love every single day. We really want this podcast to be educational so we can share the things that we've learned on our journey with others. Um, we'll cover things like fitness, nutrition, maybe a bit of mindset stuff as that is really important as well. And potentially we'll cover a bit of lifestyle. And if you guys have questions, please feel free to ask Andrew through her Instagram because we do love answering questions uh, and we'd love to help you in the best way that we can. Awesome. I mean, if you've been following me for a while on any social media channels, you'll know that I love to talk. So I feel like this is the perfect platform for both Ross and I to add as much value as we can to all areas of your life. So anything from fitness, even through to lifestyle, even relationship stuff. I mean, we're not opposed to talking on that stuff as well. We did actually get some questions come through my Instagram. One of them I will ask you first, Ross, and that is who inspires you? Yeah, that's a great question. I think um, there's a lot of different people that inspire me in different ways. Um, I am really inspired by sports people. I guess growing up as a sports um, you know, person is interested in basketball, rugby, all of that um, good stuff that I, I guess I, I naturally gravitate towards those sort of people. So um, really inspired by people like Michael Jordan, uh, the late Kobe Bryant, um, you know, Richie Bacor, all, all of our, you know, I guess really, really top, um, you know, sports people. It's it's more their mindset rather than their actual physical capabilities. It's the uh, the mindset that they have. And those are definitely some people who, who inspire me a lot and, and, and uh, people I like learning and reading about. How about you? Who inspires you? Awesome. So I think 
I guess it goes to show the difference in our backgrounds. A lot of the people that really inspire me are business-based people. So people that have done really well with growing their businesses and coming from nothing. I love a good underdog. So someone that has kind of started from nothing and then built themselves up, whether it's with the friends around them, the business they have, and just their overall lifestyle. So for me, I do find that inspiring. But in all honesty, I also have always found my mum quite inspiring to an extent in which she is one of the hardest working women I know. She works seven days a week in the vineyards. And I feel as if that is a part of my, I guess, work ethic as well. Seeing how hard she's worked and seeing her come from nothing in Thailand to where she is now is kind of an inspiration to me. But also following on from that, I always think that it's great to have people that inspire you and sports people's mindsets definitely inspire me and motivate me. So do business people's mindset. But one thing that really kind of inspires me is myself. I think like the progression that you have on any journey of life is something to kind of look back on and be inspired from. Like I wouldn't be where I am right now if I relied on other people to motivate and inspire me. And when I look back on my whole fitness journey, it's kind of like myself that has kept myself going for so long. And I think that in itself is an inspiration to me, along with obviously all the girls on the squad that are slaying their goals each and every day. Well, the next question that's come through is how do you hold each other accountable slash motivated? Oh, well, that ties in nicely to me talking about motivation. So I think both of us agree that motivation is something that comes and goes. If we always rely on motivation to get the work done, we're never going to get anything done because the truth is no one feels motivated all the time. So in terms of how we hold each other accountable and staying motivated, what do you think we do? Not that we really need each other to do that, but... Yeah, when it comes to fitness and nutrition, I definitely don't need accountability or, really or motivation. Uh, that is, is something that's, I guess, an automatic habit with me now. And I, um, I you know, stick to macros and, and work out five, six days a week just because I like it, but also it is it's definitely an ingrained habit with me. The things that I think really help us stay accounted and, and motivated for other habits though, like uh, a new one that we're trying to create around reading or listening to audiobooks, um, you know, developing personal branding and things like that. Uh, we have what's called the powerless, which is something we learned from uh, Andy Frisella's podcast, uh, Real AF. So uh, the powerless is, is five things that you, you have to get done each day. So we have that and we track it on our fridge and you put a win or a loss next to it, whether you've achieved it or not. And being a competitive person, <laughs> uh, I can't personally stand seeing losses on the fridge. So that really motivates me to make sure that I always have a, a win on there and it helps to have injury being able to see that um so that you know it keeps you motivated for sure yeah so the way the power list works is it's actually such a great idea and we've been doing it for like a couple of months now and i'm mm. really loving it so you pick five habits or five things that are not necessarily a habit yet you put them on a list and then you do them for a solid 21 days straight and then you can reevaluate the list and either add you know add a new habit and take off another one that's already become a habit or you could stick with the same one. So an example for habits for me is to make sure that I post on my Fit for Life Instagram, my Fit with Julie Instagram, and my Facebook page every day. That's a non-negotiable. I have to do that every single day. Another habit is something like taking my multivitamins and my fish oils every day, as well as reading five pages of a self-development book each day. That's just three of mine. What's like one or two of yours, Ross? 
Yeah, so 10 minutes of an audiobook is one I'm trying to create at the moment. Um, postural exercise is another one that I'm really trying to work on is I sit a lot of, a lot of the time at, at the um, my desk job that I work at. So I'm really just trying to work on, on that. There's a couple other ones on there, but um, those are some of the ones I'm working on at the moment. Yeah, so we found that that really holds us accountable because at the end of the day, we both have to put Ws on the kind of little checklist on the fridge. I'm more than happy to share this on my Instagram story if you want to see what that looks like. And we just don't want to see any Ls on there because we don't like the idea of losing. So this is something that really helps. But at the end of the day, like you have to hold yourself accountable. And Ross's dedication and consistency to his health and fitness goals definitely inspires me. But I understand that not all relationships are like that. A lot of women I work with on the squad will tend to say to me that their partners might not necessarily have the same goals as them, or they might eat very differently, like eating pizza in front of them or getting takeaways in front of them. And the truth is, no one else has to understand your goals and no one else has to, you know, support you by eating the same things as you. At the end of the day, it's your job to put in the work and stick to the habits that need to be done in order to achieve your goals. That doesn't mean that your partner or your friends don't support you. It's just that they're not interested in doing that for themselves. So if you're open with the ones around you on what your goals are, you can always ask for their support and saying things like, you know, could you please put your snacks on a different shelf so I don't see them? Or could you please maybe avoid eating a whole pizza in front of me. There's little things like that that can make your journey easier, but you have to realize that no one's there making you eat the food or drink the drinks that you're eating. At the end of the day, we all need to take responsibility for the decisions and the actions we take each day. Following on from that, a lesson learned on your fitness journey. Your turn. Yeah, there's so many. One that I would recommend for anyone who's just starting out a fitness journey is to get a structured plan from someone um, because often when we start out, if you're winging it, you're missing out on some really great potential progress time. Your first two years, especially as um, a natural athlete, is, is the best time to make progress. And if we're not following a structured program, then we're potentially developing faster in other areas and slower in other areas than we otherwise would and we can become unbalanced to give you a bit of an example when i first started out it was i was 16 and you know at that age you really don't know what you're doing in, in the gym and i used to go there with a few of my school friends and we used to focus on things like you know your typical chest and arms and all of that stuff that young boys would do when they go into train because um that's what they think looks good right but what, the problem with that is that you can become an unbalanced and i definitely you know, didn't develop as fast in, in my back and, and things like that, which I've been, you know, trying really, really hard to over the last, I guess, five, ten years to try and correct those early um, mistakes that I made. So, yeah, a structured program can really help you make sure you make the right developments in the right areas that you're actually trying to achieve. And it suits you up better for a longer longer term, um, I guess, uh, in terms of progress and, and how you progress along your fitness journey. That would be my biggest lesson. What about you? I think that Ross and I will definitely have to do a full podcast on all the different lessons we learned on our fitness journey. But I also agree with Ross. We've talked about this many times just between the two of us saying how we would be so much further ahead if we had learned properly from day one and actually had a coach to help us. It just would have, you know, helped us a lot more. 
I mean, when I started out, like I said, I tried everything you can imagine. And one thing I would say is stop looking at the short term and start thinking long term. Quit looking for quick fixes and stop trying the fad diets. Actually, think of the bigger picture. Where do you want to be in five to 10 years from now? How do you want to feel? And what do you need to do in order to get there? I suggest definitely getting a coach to help you whether you have been on your journey for a while and you haven't gotten the results that you want or whether you're new to your fitness journey. It just takes out all the guesswork and allows you to really take steps closer to your goals and make sure that you're training in the most effective way to minimize injury, maximize results, and of course, learning about nutrition. The biggest game changer on my fitness journey was definitely learning about nutrition. Yes, and Julie, younger and Julie, you can eat bread and get results. Next up, what do we have next? One thing about one another that drives you crazy. I feel like I'm going to get thrown under the bus for this. <laughs> no, uh, in all seriousness, honestly, there's nothing about Ross that drives me crazy at all. I often say to him, like, how grateful I am for where we are, what we have. And yeah, there's nothing... I'd say I guess he knows one thing that I find really hard is I like to load the dishwasher because I like to, I guess, put things in the right way. I'm very specific about certain things. But other than that, I mean, that's nothing that drives me crazy. So I mean, I'm happy to leave you to load the dishwasher. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, if I have to. <laughs> uh, same here. I mean, I'm, I'm a pretty chill guy. So, oh, my God, so chill. Um, there's nothing really that drives me crazy about Anne Julie. Uh, sometimes she snores though. So. Oh, don't tell people! <laughs> the so secret's the, out! Uh, the, the occasional night that she snores um, can be a little bit annoying, but yeah, other than that. <laughs> oh my god, and before the Daily Mail comes out with an article, fitness coach and Julie snores. Oh no. Oh guys, you now know the top secrets of our relationship. Bad at dishwashing, stacking, and snoring. Oh, dear. Yeah, I think it's very important, like, in a relationship to have open communication. Like, it's not very good to fester emotions about something that annoys you. And that applies to relationships, relationships with your parents, your friends, anyone around you. I think it is really important to be open with them. If something does annoy you, like, things can obviously always be changed if they're needed to be changed, I guess. Isn't that right? And then the last one, how did you develop an incredible work ethic? I think this could be applied to both of us. Both of us have an extreme work ethic when it comes to our fitness goals, our business goals, and just overall life goals, I think. And I mean, we wouldn't really be together if we didn't have the same kind of drive. I just don't think it would work. So Ross, how did you develop the work ethic you have now? Yeah, I think development is the right word for for when you're talking about work ethic as well because, you know, it, it's not something that often you're born with. It's something that you learn along the way. A lot of skills that we pick up are, are learned behaviors and, and I think work ethic is one of them as well. And um, I, I don't know, like I, I guess it's, it's come over time from... Sports yeah, have a big play for yeah, you. Yeah, sports and, do basketball. Um, you, you know, like the... I guess the values that my parents instilled in me and um, I'm always encouraging us to you know, go the extra mile with things like homework and, you know, dad pushing <laughs> His us with sports. mum's a teacher. Yeah, so. dad pushing us with the sports and things like that. I feel like a lot of the work of it's come from there. And then, you know, as I've grown, grown older, it's just deciding what we want our life to look like and, and recognising that nothing comes without hard work. And I think a lot of that those lessons are learned through um, listening to valuable 
podcasts. So one that I find really valuable is um, Andrew Andy Frisella's podcast. Um, he's pretty straight to the point, and he'll um you know like call, call things happen. Yeah, call really. it call it as he sees it, and I like I really relate to that, and I feel like I've I've gained a lot from that. Um, I gain a lot from you know listening to you know speeches from things like you know, Kobe Bryant and Michael Jordan and, and, and that mindset and that work ethic that it takes to be successful and, and from reading and, and lots of different places. But I think it is developed over time. I definitely wasn't born yeah. with a with a strong work ethic and I feel like over time it's it's become more and more and more. And and again I think that comes back to, to learning and growing. Yeah. I agree. I think it's a it's definitely a learned behaviour because people have definitely been born, you know, from not a lot and they've been able to develop the habits that they need in order to be successful. I personally do think that I was born with a certain amount of work ethic because ever since I was younger, you know, I've always been pushed hard by my parents. They'd make me do violin practice when I was younger. We're talking hours here when I was a kid. I'd busk on the street. I've always had to work really hard for anything I've got. And I think that's just transferred into my adult life. But at the end of the day, like it does come from you learning a lot from reading and listening to podcasts because I could have easily gone on to university and just stopped with the violin, the piano practice, the studying and just gone off the rails and gone partying and things. So it required a lot of discipline from myself to get through that university degree, to keep all my music up and then to go on to where I've gone on to now. So in terms of how I developed one, of course, there was a little bit of it that was already in me and ingrained in from my parents, like with Ross. Like I said, my mum's very hardworking. My parents pushed me a lot. But I also think that one of my disadvantages was also one of my biggest advantages in terms of I didn't come from a rich family and I wasn't given everything that I have. I really had to work hard for that just like my mum did. And I think that that's actually a benefit because sometimes you see people that are really well off and they've never had to work for what they have. Like in terms of, you know, if you had really rich parents, they didn't enforce a hard work ethic on you. Whereas if you have to kind of make your own way, I feel as if that really pushes you to grow grow and learn. And so Ross and I have spent a lot of time, especially in the past year or two, reading books, listening to podcasts, listening to YouTube videos, surrounding ourselves with other people that we really want to kind of emulate or be like and have those kinds of qualities. And I think that pays off in the long run. So I think it's super important to surround yourself with people that are going to lift you higher, inspire you, and just to make sure that if you don't have those people in your life, you at least try and, you know, I guess, improve your knowledge by listening to podcasts and reading. So if you're listening to this podcast, you are obviously already on the right track to kind of bettering your life. And I hope that this podcast does add value to you. I hope that you learn something from this podcast. And yeah, I'm excited to be working with Ross on some other ones. Yeah, super excited for this podcast, guys. So feel free to send questions through and we'll, uh, we'll keep firing them out. Yeah, and if you did enjoy I would absolutely love for you to take a screenshot of this, post it up on your stories, tag me so I can repost you, and I guess we'll catch you in the next podcast. Catch Bye. you in the next one. Bye.